G'day everyone, how we doing? Might just turn this around. Can you all see this? How's that? Does that look better? I do a fair bit of teaching and facilitation online without the um, picture, fortunately. So I've got a great face for radio, as they all say. And one of the things I start off with normally is, guys, can you all hear me? Show me, you know, give me a nice emoji kind of smiley face or a cross. And it's interesting, the engagement. And talking about collision course, talking about uh, families, talking about our life balance. It's interesting how different things in our life create a different perspective on how we deal with it. Now, firstly, indulge me, we had a win. <laughs> All right. I, uh, I've got a croaky voice, so if it goes, you'll know why. And if anyone sat near me last night, the animation was purely constructive criticism because it wouldn't be appropriate for me to be here to be saying some things to the umpires. But anyway, it was a great night. Uh, Doug got up last week and was talking about getting that life balance. And what I was really pleased to hear him say was, there's no such thing because I shouldn't be here either telling you how to get life balance right because I don't get it right. And if I embarrassed you all and got you to put your hands up and you said to your partners, how do you rate your partners with life balance? I'm pretty sure it would be down near five at best, all right, being quite honest. That's how it would be. And that's the same for us, the same for me, whether I'm sitting here or not. Look at that. Toughest decisions in life, choosing between the job you need and the family you love should not be one of them. How often is it? Every part of our day, work is such a major part of this life, work, family balance. And we're going to talk about this balance in the perspective of family life. Not individual life from last week, but we're carrying on now the family life. I thought it would be interesting to start, because I love stati statistics and data. The, uh, we all know we're busy, and we thought it would be good to get a background of grip in our community. What's it made up of? All right? And you're probably familiar with it, but let's start. Nearly 7,000 people in the community, all right, in Griffin. 42% younger than 24. Huge. What about that for a balance? 42%, 24 to 44. That's all of us. Well, me excited. <laughs> but we're talking about young families, aren't we? We're talking about people with this balance of life, of work, and family commitments, and there's our rating. So we're all in this together. Nearly 2,000 families that would support that data. This is where I love the data to back itself up. 66.2 full-time, that's above the national average. All right, full-time work. 22.8 part-time, so we've got nearly 90% of our population here working in some capacity. 50% work in excess of 40 hours, above the national data. Now, anyone will tell you that's in that area, over the last 10 years in particular, the working hours is decreasing statistically. So we should have more time. We don't. Our community with young families is busier than ever. And that's from the last national census data. I haven't made this up, all right? It's not enough for your family to be a priority. They need to be your priority. They need to feel it. And I'll ask that question again. 
if you ask your family where you fit into this, where do you fit into it? And I'm not just talking about mums and dads, partners together. I'm talking about all of family. How would they rate you? Do they feel like a priority? Let me tell a story. There's a lady that I've worked with over the last 10 or 12 years and she runs a really large Australian manufacturing company, won numerous awards for exports. She set up an operations in the US and operations in the UK, major company, 350 staff in, um, down at Yatlaway. The hours she's doing is enormous and she's a clever lady. She's so good to talk to if you get a chance. Susie's up to husband number three. Susie's got three daughters. One of them works in the company with her. The other two, she's not really sure where they are. Jacqueline that works on the company, when I go to visit them and I actually get time with her and we have a bit of a joke about it and she says tongue in cheek to me, you know what, it's really good working with mum because if I didn't, I wouldn't see her. Work balance. Now if I ask Susie, where do you prioritise your family? She'd say, love them. All three husbands. All right? That's the reality of life, isn't it? Love my family. All right? And we're talking about partners and relationships in general here. But where does that stop? Where does family need to feel like they're a priority? Let me bring that back a, a level here. Because I'm not going to stand here and try and tell you with this one, if you're a single parent and you're trying to feed your children and you're doing two jobs to pay the bills, all you need to do is find more time. That's not it. That's not reality. But for the majority of it, your family need to feel like a priority. If I bring it back a step and make it a little more relatable, Debbie and I, when we were first married, children, 12 months after we were married, don't come to us for family planning because number two came 12 months later again. And our first child was born cerebral palsy. So we went from me working full-time and Debbie working full-time and we took a conscious choice that we drop her hours back because she was a nurse, it was more flexible. It's, it's just what you have to do, you've got a child with a disability. I was working and we were in a family business, I did most of my study when the children were young. You all get this, you'd come in, we'd do the tag team. Because Debbie could do the part-time work outside hours, she would work through the night, I'd pack the kids in the car, we'd drive off, pick up mum, go home, see honey, see tonight, mum's got the kids, I come back, she's off, tag team. All right? And you have to do it, that's life. All right? You do what you have to, and that still fits in there somehow. But it takes toll on you. It, it took toll on us. You have to find a way to get that balance back around. It's not enough for them to be a priority. They need to feel like a priority. Relationships are essential. Studies will tell you that whether you're, you're talking about good life studies or whether you're talking about good science studies. Relationships are essential. We're just born that way to be in relationships with each other. Makes us feel better. There's security in it. Time beats money. Again, I'm not going to stand here and tell a single parent that they need to cut one of their jobs out when they're paying bills, but I will ask the question for you with money, how much is enough? 
how much is enough is when we stop chasing the money? Or, or is a lot of our work more than money? Are we now starting to get into that individualised aspect of self-sense achievement, self-worth? Probably close to 1,500 years before Jesus was born, right? and those of you that might be at church the first time, we all know about Jesus. It's based on our Western calendar. Right? Nearly 1,500 years ago, this guy called Moses. And again, whether you go to church regularly or not, everyone knows the story about Moses, all right? We just know it. And he got employed. And let's use that term for the sake of talking about work. God employed or contracted Moses to be a leader and take his people out of this country, out of Egypt, and lead them into this promised land. Now, I don't know if I wanted that job because scholars and people will tell you that there was probably, uh, final count, 2.4 million Israelites, somewhere, somewhere in that vicinity, all right, that came out. Keep in mind that a lot of people that came out with that, because we talk about the Jews coming out of Egypt, there would have been a lot of Egyptians with them that bought into that whole movement. So 2.4, 2.5 million people being let out. So you're going to have social problems, you're going to have work problems. So Moses being the man he was, he set himself up as the leader and as a magistrate. So every day, 24 hours a day just about, seven days a week, 365 days a year, he would have the people bring them his, their problems, their disputes to settle. Right? You have a problem with your wife and family, bring it out to Moses. You've got a property problem with a member over here, Bring it out to Moses. He'll solve it. So this guy's sitting out there all day, every day, solving other people's problems. All right? Essentially, they're picking up their rocks and they're taking it out to him and saying, carry this for me. And I love this part because in this particular text that we're doing, it's Moses' father-in-law that comes out to provide advice to him. And he says, what are you actually really accomplishing here? Seriously, you've been commanded to lead these people out. You've got a young family that you need to look after. You've got bigger things to do. What are you really accomplishing here by taking all these rocks on for all these people? Really? I don't know if I'd like my father-in-law telling me that. He said, you're going to wear yourself out. Does that sound like us at work? 40 hours plus a week? Wearing ourselves out. Yep. But we're doing it for the family. That's what we're doing it for. Okay. And we might be to some degree. But I love this other line that he throws in here. And the people too. It's not just you. You're going to wear everyone else out at the same time. What are you actually accomplishing? The job is too heavy a burden. You're getting one rock after the other. We've all had it at work, haven't we? One rock at the other. Where this comes into is that when you're at work and you've got a report to get done, all right? Five o'clock comes on the phone, ring up your partner, you say, listen, I'm going to be late tonight, I've got to get this report done. What effectively have you done? You've just picked up a rock and you've gone, here Take this for me. Have you? There's only so long that that can take place for. Now listen to me. 
no one likes to hear this, all right, particularly guys, because we know everything, we're just in charge of everything, all right? Even, even partner to partner, one of them really thinks he's the one. I know it all. You need to listen. I don't have my father-in-law come to me, but I regularly have my mother on the phone to me or visit and it's not a nice kiss and hug, how are you going? It's a kiss and a hug and are you looking after your family? What's happening in their life? She knows the hours I'm doing. And it's like, well, thanks very much. Nice to see you too. And he listened. All right? I mean, we have enough trouble listening to our partners, don't we really? When they come back and they say, listen, I'm really struggling. I've got stuff at home to do. I'd really love you to be here because I'm doing the bathroom Saturday morning all by myself. Yeah, yeah, honey, it's fine, fine. I've got to get this done. Well, it, it'll work out. All right? And I come back to that question. It's not a case of your family to be a priority. They need to feel like a priority. I come down to basics, all right? Expectations. You probably wondered what these were for. Tuesday night comes, I'm busy. Right? Debbie's got the kids. I ring up and I go, you know what, honey, I'm going to be late tonight. I've got work to do. One more rock for you to carry. This is actually my life story, by the way. Thursday morning comes, early morning start. I've got to get to that meeting. It's a six o'clock meeting. Up early. Debbie's in, I wake her up. Honey, I've got to go. I need you to look after the morning stuff for me. There's another rock I've just passed over to her. All right? It's okay. It's work. I get it. All right? Debbie gets it to some point. Comes to Thursday night because I do teaching. Another night. And I go, you know what? I'm not going to be home till 8.30. And she goes, but we've got all this stuff to do. Blah, blah, blah. I go, I'm sorry, sweet. I can't be there. There's another one for you to wear. And then what happens with it, it doesn't really matter whether it's work-related because one of the things, particularly if you do go to church, it's church work that comes in. And suddenly it doesn't matter. And the more rocks I build up and the more rocks I throw, eventually they just all fall down. And I can tell you it does, and that happens. I think the biggest thing that we can do is transition, all right, hear me, transition expectations to appreciations. My expectation is I'm working, I'm providing for the family. You should just help me. You should want to do all this extra work for me. All right? Why wouldn't you? But it works both ways. All right? When you're dealing with a family one, it works both ways expectations back the other way if your partner is only expecting you to come home so you can help them clean the bathroom or if they're only expecting you to come home from work so that you can help do the cleaning that's a wrong expectation as well we need to transition expectations to appreciations now I don't care if you're not in a family directly everyone's got a family this can apply to the kids at home. This will apply to anyone living with family or friends. It's relationship-based. Appreciate the issue and not expect it. All right? Because that's my partner, because that's my partner, there's an expectation that she'll just take the extra rock on. Is it true? 
She'll just take it on. He'll just do it. And then there's the expectation the other way. When you transfer that to appreciation, that is a completely different mindset. So, do I really need to do that report at five or is that simply helping me out for the next day? Do I really need to schedule appointments at 6.30? Because what I'm doing is, as Jethro said to, his, uh, to Moses, you're going to wear everyone out. Not just me, all those people I'm expecting to come to my meetings. It's an expectation. Change it back to an appreciation. Even little things. Uh, I had one of my children say to me the other day that uh, I drove out and I, um, we're, we're one roller door short. We've got three cars, we're one roller door short. Drove out because we're right without the roller door. Had to go back in and do it. Was cranky for a while and then said, hang on, I should appreciate that I've got the car and that I've got the house and a family. It's funny how it just works. We're talking about family life here. Well, that permeates all the way through. All right? Expectations to appreciation. Now, there's times you're going to have to work 40 hours. There's times you're going to have to work back late. There's times you're going to have to start early. All right? And that's life. It's not perfect. There's no balance. There's no secret silver bullet to go to it. But if we start working towards an appreciation factor, I can tell you personally, life changes. Family life changes. Before Monday, all right, you've heard all the guys talk about this regularly with it. We like you to take something away with you because if it doesn't impact you today, all right, why bother? So we want something that you will take through the week. So I've got two simple things for you. Simply communicate. Don't talk to them. Too often we come home or from work and we just talk to family. Communicate to them. Yeah? Simple things. Send text messages to them through the day. Use your social media type stuff. But just communicate with them on a better focus. The second one, I want you to ask each of your family members one thing they need from you. And please don't say, I just need them to be more in tune with my feelings. That doesn't tell anyone anything, all right? One thing they need from you this week, and I want you to focus on it. Again, if you're in a family and you're not in a family relationship, ask the people you're living with. One thing. That's all I'm asking for the week. And then do it with appreciation. Not because David said to do it, so I'm going to follow the homework, and I've been asked to do it. Appreciate it. Value who that person is and value that environment that you're in. So the next time you go to ring up, next time something pops up, just think for a moment. Am I just passing another rock on to someone? Do I have to do it? Appreciate, right, rather than expect. There's my Batman. Let me pray for you. Gracious God, we just thank you so much for everything that you've provided for us and we thank you for each other. We thank you for that sense of family that we share together. The joys, the troubles, the problems that come from being in a family. And Lord, we, we pray this week that you will focus us on who they are. Not who I am and what I expect from them, but who they are and that I can appreciate all that they do 
for me. Lord, we just ask you to open our hearts to realize where we're placed and who we're placed with and that our families need to be more than a priority. We need to make them feel like they're a priority. And Lord, we pray these in Jesus' name. Amen.